She likes a podcast where you listen to this about talk about life, news, and anything interesting. If you didn't know, I have a you know a Patreon page. A Patreon page is where you can actually support the podcast. So if you have been enjoying the podcast for quite a while and you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash chillaxpodcast. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash chillaxpodcast. Uh, for a monthly kind of fee, you can actually get additional episodes as well. It's a way for me to thank you for your support. All this money will go towards building up a video set for the Chillax podcast. Hopefully, you can get there one day where I can create video podcasts. So, you know, we can also do live stream as well, which would be very cool. Um, yeah, today we're going to be talking about adjusting back to office. I I mean, it has happened for quite quite some time already, right? When they, re, when they I think, released the, 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 the guidelines or protocol to say that, oh, you can not have to wear a mask while you're at work and you can actually just like you know any amount of people can go back right if i'm not wrong so it's 100 percent if i'm not wrong i i'm not too sure but i i know that it's like just all out already you can whatever you want to do you can do so you see a lot of people going back to office and god damn man like the day i went back um for the first time after they released that whole news right it was bad it was bad Thank God I'm able to, you know, go late in the morning. I'm not, I mean, my company is not those that are like, like, um, very strict on timing, that kind. So they are okay with you coming late because, you know, um, you don't have to sit with the crowd, right? And that was fine because I, I left house at about 8, 8.30 or something. So around 8.30 is like the crowd kind of get lesser and lesser. So by the time I reach there, the crowd is not that much, even though, it was still a lot. Um, the worst part really is the part where where I went home. That was atrocious, terrible. When I went home, if I if I leave Zun Zun at six o'clock, right? The the queue is horrible. I go all the way down, then uh, it's circle line. So I go all the way down. Then you see the people queuing for the train. Then it. <laughs> It has been so long since I last saw people queue for the train and it was like, what the heck is going on? Why need to queue one? What the fuck? Then the queue was like going all the way to what three quarter of the of the of the what uh of the MRT platform, you know. Platform. Three quarter. So it was almost touching the other end where people have to wait for their for their train that is going the other, the reverse side, right? So it was pretty bad. Then, then I see, wow, sien, I had to queue. I, I never done that before, and and it it was just painful. And whenever I have to see that side, because right now, the, okay, at least I'm grateful for the fact that my company um allows us to continue to work from home, but not to the extent where it's completely remote. Because they always emphasize when they discuss about this, because before they know that we're going to open up very soon. So they have been discussing all the top management and whatever not. Then their verdict is that we're going to be going for a hybrid style. Uh, so half-half that kind of situation. Because they were saying, um, I mean, you know, part of our culture is built through interaction. And I'm like, okay, sure, sure, sure. Of course, I mean, what they say is logical. But from, from our perspective, it's just, ah, 
what kind of culture you want. I mean, I can also create. I mean, I'm talking to the same person. We can build bond, but not as 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 much as you know. You don't get to build the kind of bond, but I don't know, man. Culture to me is just as long as you're nice, everybody is nice. To me, that's a good culture. You don't need what some kind of very family culture because let me tell you, people who preach family culture these days, all these companies are just a lot of bullshit, man. Yeah, as long as everybody is nice, there's close to zero politics. That's a good culture. <laughs> yeah, so aside from that, that's just pure bullshit. But our company is good. They allow us to do hybrid style. And they are also quite flexible. So when they when they told us that right, when the global told us that they say, okay, we're not gonna be, you know, uh, we know we're not gonna give you like a definite date on how many like how many days you need to come in, how many days you you you, you shouldn't come in or whatever. We're gonna give you that flexibility because different company, uh, different countries, different markets, or different teams have different kind of uh arrangement or whatever, not right. So they decide to keep it flexible. Hence, you know, they say they they emphasize on the term balance. So in some sense, you know, I think generally you would think it's a half half kind of situation, right? Three days in, two days out, or two days in, three days out. Or it could be one day in, four day out. Then they say, oh, no. <laughs> okay, so, so half, half, okay. Then they also give us a few guidelines because this is supposed to be flexible. So, so they have a few guidelines. They say, okay, if you need to collect parcel, yes, you can stay at home. Uh, if you need to concentrate on your work, yes, you can stay at home. If you have a meeting that will run until 7 plus 8 past your work time, uh, you can stay at home. So they have a few guidelines for you to guide you, so to speak. <laughs> but... Uh, to be honest, I think sometimes I just go in one day. Sometimes I just I go in two days if people are there. So right now my my stance right is if people are there, if my colleagues are there, then I'll go. Otherwise, I will just stay at home because I think I just gotten way too used to um um gotten way used to working at home already. And I know I think previously um it was quite annoying when. When we still had to wear masks at work, having to wear masks the entire time, quite annoying because of the specs, right? You will fog up. You need to wear your mask in a certain way. You really need to push your mask all the way up your, your nose bridge and have your specs overlap the mask in order for you to not really fog up that. So that was something that I found out that, that works. But otherwise, it was pretty atrocious. The I mean, just wearing that 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 mask all the time but now good we don't have to wear masks anymore and also one thing that i really hate about office after going back the office damn distracting fucking distracting i don't know why maybe i haven't i think maybe it's quite i very long never go back to work in the office for extended amount of time with regular amount of people i mean even now with the hybrid work style right it's not 100 percent full but it's still half but it's still pretty distracting and 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 noisy um and and you know there's always that one that i, I want to say motherfucker there's one bugger that will always distract everyone right so so for me right i'm very very sensitive to now to to, to sound hence i try and put earpiece but then if you put earpiece right, then what's the point of going to work because the going to the point of going to work so so that everybody can like ask questions immediately clarify things or just do small talk so I'm subjected to the noise. So, so there's two things that, that, that annoy, me, annoy me to no end. And I think people don't notice it, only I notice it. So the first one, right, is because our company, right, 
they all issue um, your own company kind of keyboard and everything, right? And there's a reason why those are like company keyboard because they are very small uh, keys like um, okay, so for those who don't know right, about this kind of keyboard stuff, there's like mechanical keyboard and there's the normal uh, plastic uh, dome. I forgot what was the name really for the other kind of keyboard that's more common. So it's a, essentially, right, the mechanical keyboard uses a, me a mechanical device that registers the key press. Then the, the more common one is the plastic dome kind where when you press, right, it's very mushy. And that one won't make any sound, right? barely any sound. So all of the office will always use this. It's like the sound is barely there. That's the reason why, you know, to keep things quiet, all right. But then there's one person, there's one person. That person doesn't come in whenever I come in all the time. But sometimes the person will be there. The person uses a mechanical keyboard. And God damn it. Okay, mechanical keyboard, right? I use mechanical keyboard at home. It's very, very nice. It flows so smoothly. And when I type at home, right, I got too used to it that when I go back to work, right, I find it very, very hard to type because the mechanical keyboard, the travel, the amount of force needed to press the button is so minimal that it makes typing so smooth and very nice, very like silky smooth, that kind. But when you type on that kind of office keyboard, I, it, it became very, very hard for me to press the button. It was so hard. The resistance is so high. So, you know, if you want to type faster, have a better typing experience, I think you can consider getting a mechanical, mechanical keyboard. It's not just a geeky, nerdy thing. I think it really helps a lot. Something sim it, I can, I, I will relate this very, this is very similar to having an office chair or sending desk. It's the similar kind of experience that will really change how you do work every day. And you, you, and you use it every day, right? So, that person uses a mechanical keyboard and it's damn annoying you'll hear like da -da 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 like what the heck like, like somebody using typewriter in the office like and because only one person uses it so it's damn loud yeah so besides that another one is even more um distracting for me there's this guy right there's like i don't know middle-aged guy he he has this problem where he keep on co coughing and and i believe right is his maybe his lungs got problem he got some uh, uh body issues so it's not i don't think he's actually sick because he has been coughing since i joined the company and i'm quite sure he has been coughing before that even during covid he also coughed so i'm i'm assuming that okay so during covid right it was quite scary when you cough i was like what oh my god he's coughing so loud it's like so aggressive and 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 it doesn't happen once in a while no it happens like quite quite on a periodic basis throughout the whole day so it gets quite distracting but people don't notice it but the thing is it, it, it's, it's just bad like, it's like normal people call they were like eh, eh, eh. but this one is like he, he coughs so much that he doesn't even stop himself anymore he doesn't even try and monitor or lower his volume but it's not the kind of uncle call that is like, eh, eh, like very aggressive kind but it was, it was still quite, quite aggressive to some extent that I can notice it so you know it kind of brings me back to the time when i was studying um for in school right because i feel that the problem with library is that it's too quiet really so any single noise right is uh, like accentuated is that how you say it 
or emphasized or focused because there's a there's a moment of quietness then suddenly there's a sound that just pop, pops out then you'll get distracted i think the only way that you'll that, that's why cafe is so great because cafe right has this constant stream of background white noise right that kind of floods out all these sudden weird noises that come comes in so that's why it's great right because cafe noise have your people doing the espresso people asking order people talking so all these kind of mishmash together to become like a white noise which is great but library i can't stand it so at office is literally like a library and people talk here talk there talk there talk here talk there so i don't know man like that law you got no choice yeah and and i gotta be honest um i'm just thankful for the fact that we can do hybrid because it's not just about the fact that we can just stay at home so um but i i mean the fact that i graduated into this situation where i'm working from home right i it kind of was a blessing in the sense where for a person who is introverted non-confrontational it was perfect because i don't like to be can you imagine like i'm quite sure most of you will have your uh monday catch-ups with your manager or for those who are listening i don't think anybody who is manager is listening i'm not sure i'm not sure okay so i'm gonna assume all of you are executive okay you're gonna have your catch-ups with your manager or your superior and these catch-ups before covid i suppose it's in person right but the fact that i graduated into this situation where everything is work from home being able to do this over teams or zoom was perfect because how do i say it makes it less confrontational and less awkward for me i can just talk through the the camera so it was it was great it was great until you know one of those days where for some reason we had to do a a catch-up i haven't done it post uh covid like open or like you know post uh this hundred percent rule right you know it's like one of those days during covid and for some reason i we were just in the office on the day where we had to do catch up then it was damn weird it was like and it, it felt very confrontational and you know if you if you screw up then you know your manager will scold you then in the office like wow very gaoui very uh doesn't feel quite nice and you know i feel very awkward when the person like want to scold me that kind then in the office i can't take it i rather have it in private in the on zoom or, or on teams and also partly i think one of the things that also makes it very difficult is if you want to if you want to talk to your team like one of your colleagues about certain things that other people shouldn't be hearing about it makes it even harder because now you're working in the office you can't just say hey, 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 uh, i screwed up this thing can you help me because if you say that everybody knows right so that's also another problem right yeah so the the confrontation part is bad and also the part where everybody can hear a conversation because essentially everybody do any meeting i can hear it right but i mean i mean that's a good point about it because i can hear everybody's uh um discussion everybody's meeting talking points i can actually listen in and know what is going on as well so i guess that's a good good part uh, i'm not too sure yeah so aside from that traveling back home during quick hours I, I think i mentioned that already then um i suppose something good that comes out from it was um, having some social inter- interaction i think for a long time i'm not too sure i think two years ago i graduated um 
now I also realize, you know, I was checking my LinkedIn. Then I saw, eh, I've been at my job for why one, one year and eight months already. Then I realized, eh, it's almost two years already because I mean I went back NS to 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 finish my service. So, you know, I disrupted. Then essentially I served for like almost four months. So that was like two years, you know. So I graduated for two years. I, I can't believe that. Like, ah shit. I'm no longer a student, man. I can't even say I just graduated. Two years is like way too long to say that you are you just recently graduated, right? Oh well. But but I, I don't know. During this period there was a period right where it was complete lockdown and like I was working, uh and the fact that it was complete lockdown, right, and and being not being able to meet with her friends kind of make it very tough, very kind of depressing and sad because there's no interaction besides Teams or Zoom, and you can't even go out and meet your friends because of whatever limitations there is, right? And and that was a part where, where you know, after that, when the COVID protocols I kind of loosened up, being able to go to the office. It, it was nice to have some sort of social interactions so i but personally i feel that if i can go if, if, if i can don't go back i wouldn't go back at all but but i wouldn't mind going back once in a blue moon to talk to colleagues not the one day a week the hell nonsense still though i know that oh maybe it's nice go there one day a week but the fact that i have to force myself to sleep early the day before and wake up early and to deal with the freaking crowd no way man no way for social interaction no and now i can meet my friends already i don't feel so sad anymore so the office crowd uh yeah once in a while is fine if i have a choice uh. so after all these things has happened right this whole remote work working thing i i think right i don't think i can go back to working purely on site anymore I can't. I can't go back to working office every day. It's it's ridiculous, man. I can't. I can't stand it. And the fact that you have to wake up early every day, travel, two hours gone, two hours gone, and these two hours can be used to do work, can be used to rest or whatever. And I'm quite sure everybody realized how good that is. But then for some reason, I feel that a lot of these companies, these employers, just don't give a fuck. You know? They just want to bring people back, and it's, they can downsize. They can remove their office space, save money, but yet they don't want. They just want people to come in because they're scared that they are not doing work. I don't know, man. If you don't have work, then you don't have work, lah. <laughs> right? If you have work, then you finish it, lor. Then if you are not doing your work, then you get fired. I mean, quite easy, right? I don't know, lah. But it's I. I don't think I can go back to working on site because it's just such a waste of time. I feel it really is too. Is it just shows how ridiculous the system is. That everybody has to work on site and maybe it's time to just look forward and look in the future and see what's the new how does our how does work 2.0 look like i suppose in this case and hopefully we we reach the point where remote working is more common instead of on site i mean we have this two years impact i hope hopefully it seeps in and take takes root or something yeah so so that's that um anyway Recently, I also went to uh, uh, Chinatown. I never went to Ch- I never go to Chinatown, right? Post Chinese New Year. Usually, Chinatown is during Chinese New Year, and I mean everything is decked out in red, so it's quite a familiar sight. But going to Chinatown, 
post Chinese New Year, it's such a different kind of experience. It's just tons of tourists. Okay, so it was quite interesting also when I was going to Chinatown like yesterday. Seeing so many tourists, I was like, wow, Singapore opened up really. There's so many tourists here. Then we were walking down Chinatown, then there was nothing decked out in red. It's just tons of um um tourist uh merchandise, tourist stores. Then there was like a tourist trap also. For the first time in in my life, I see a tourist trap for Singapore in Singapore. It's like we were walking down the street to the Scarlet Mall. The, the, no, not, not mall, Scarlet Supermarket. Then there was this whole, this very large restaurant. Everybody sitting there, right? Was a was an angmaw man. I was like, what the heck? This is a tourist trap, yeah. Everybody is going there. Then I was thinking, how does that work? Is it because the food is good, or is it highly recommended, or is it because one one angmaw sits there, the second angmaw that comes by, they saw it, maybe that is good, then they go in. Then the second angmaw who is sitting there and the first angmaw sitting there, the third angmaw come by, then they see, hey, got angmaw there, we should go in. I don't know, man. But but is that a good way to make a decision? I don't think it's. I don't think the food is good or you will see Amor sitting there. If you see locals sitting there, they will go eat it, right? So I don't think they will also go to eat a very nice China food because the one we went to, right, was at the was at the coffee shop, the very large coffee shop um near the China Mall area, where it's like the very rundown China Mall area. So the coffee shop, right, to be honest, is probably one of the worst, most rundown coffee shop ever. Damn dirty. And it, it's like, I thought Chongpang was dirty to begin with. Like, Chongpang was like one of the dirtiest ones. But Chinatown beats it, man. But the interesting thing about Chinatown is that everywhere is all China food. So that was nice. Being able to try very affordable China food that you can get at a restaurant. But, you know, you get here, it's, it's even cheaper. So that was nice. The I think we tried some black bean sauce um, grilled fish. So the, the grilled fish on the the on the metal basin thing like the metal plate it's quite popular there so everybody every table will have it and you know being able to try it is nice and and we also eat some chuan chuan like those skewers the skewers also not too bad that was nice and then after that we went to visit the various uh uh supermarket to you know look at china snacks china products so i think we visit visited this Taobao China store where it was in the mall and they sell I don't know I, I suppose it's supposed to be Taobao team but I don't think anything that was maybe they bought from Taobao but it was just like a Scarlet supermarket kind of uh, version where they sell all these snacks and everything and then we also went to Scarlet supermarket where it's my first time visiting it seeing what they have here and it was nice man everything was very affordable and and you know, China food is getting more and more uh, cool, stylized. You see all your packaging like very cool, that kind of like. I think Singapore packaging have a compete. Like they got a lot of very nice typography, a lot of art and everything. It's either, uh, it's, it's either the package has a very cool art or the package has, has a Chinese guy or a Chinese girl acting in a very weird pose showing that the food is good and they're endorsing it. It's always like this. Like, it's either one or, or the other, right? <laughs> and then... You know, I, I managed to buy a couple of things. Um, I mainly buy like uh some peanuts. Uh, I tried the peanuts before. Their peanuts is very, um, very nicely seasoned. I think for some reason Singapore's peanut is just not salty at all, which I don't really like. Then there are different flavors also. Five spices, beef flavor. So I thought 
why not try it out right because it's quite cheap like only a few cents then there's also rice cracker that i tr- that, that that i i wanted to try um they have quite an interesting flavor as well there's a spicy crayfish so crayfish is quite quite popular in china so i so i just tried that and then there's another one that is five spice rice cracker so not too bad i, I haven't tried it yet i only tried the peanuts um then i also bought the two bottles of drink one is some grape juice so the grape juice was normal not something exceptional like wow china very nice it it's just exactly what what i think it is and it was exactly what i, what I wanted it was just grape juice concentrate and and that was damn nice because i was craving for some legit artificial grape flavor and and it satisfied that very very well and then that's the other one which is the cha pai one so uh, i mean there so if i'm not wrong ntuc also sells it but it's quite expensive it's one dollar fifty cent but then at the scarlet it's 85 cent to 90 cents so it's a lot cheaper and i know this cha pai thing is quite popular it's like it's like a it's like po- you know like polka fruit tea but this is china's version and this is like the china's version is more akin to the arizona tea in america where they have very cool aesthetics their packaging is very very cool very cool art style and the drink to be honest i keep saying to be honest but um this this drink right it's probably one of the better drinks i think it's a different kind of taste i suppose like um for polka right polka the good thing about polka is the tea strength is is very high it's very strong so the black tea is very very nice so if for those who really want uh more of a heavy black tea body and with a more muted fruit taste then that is something that you will enjoy right then for those who but then then there's another one that's more common which is the heaven and earth um passion fruit tea or whatever fruit tea that is freaking disgusting that's the worst at the start right the passion fruit tea i really i really like it when they first release it in Bali, and that was when they still use sugar so it was still fine you know but then now they changed to the sugar free version and i think they diluted the tea also so right now when you drink it right it tastes so diluted it's like a diluted fruit tea so i don't know what it's coca-cola doing it's just it's terrible i'll never drink it like if i have a choice i wouldn't choose it so that's like bottom tier then polka is like high tier for those who like tea then there's also i think lipton is not so common but lipton is not too bad lipton has more of a fruit fruity taste so the fruity taste is also quite strong then the cha pai one right is interesting in the sense where it the tea is barely barely there it's non-existent to be honest uh but the fruit is really it really stands out very well so i and i think there's something about china drinks right all the fruit flavor they are able to to make it so well so well-rounded not so overly strong and overly weak where it's very smooth and not too sweet as well and not too diluted to the point where you can't taste any sweetness they are able to do that very well so that was something that when i went to china i really enjoyed all of their fruit tea drink because they are not like they're they not sweet to the point where it's like bubble tea sweet that kind so it was nice it was nice to be able to try that and you know i just bought one bottle to try to to drink again because you know 
try to reminisce about China and all these things. And there's a lot of cheap drinks there as compared to Dono Donkey, which is, I don't know when, like daylight robbery. As much as they are like very cheap in Japan, I think in Singapore, they really charge a Japan premium tax, man. I'm assuming that if I'm not wrong, Japan's distance and and China's distance from Singapore is the same. It's about the same. But they are charging so much money for Donald Donkey. You go to Donald Donkey, right? You buy so much things. I buy the same amount of things I bought yesterday. It was it, it will sit at around thirty plus dollars. But this one, I bought from Scarlet Supermarket. How much I paid, you know? For drinks, snacks. Seven dollars. Seven fucking dollars. Seven. How does that make sense? It, this is definitely the Japan premium tax, right? It's like oh and and at one and I think at this point, right, I'm I'm kind of sick of the Japan uh, the Donald Donkey stuff really because I feel that they optimize too much. They don't really bring in new things. So every time I go there it's the same thing. It's the same thing every time. So it gets a bit boring, I feel. So you know, my new favorite supermarket is Scarlet really. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's that. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, this episode. Um if you have went to Scarlet before or Chinatown, you know, please email and talk about it and you know we can talk about it in the next episode. So thanks and see you all next time.